Here's what's coming up on today's show. Really, just when the snow starts melting, like the first warm days, you can tap and, it, and, and sap will come out as crazy. You can stand there in knee-deep snow. We just have a simple fire set up. We make out of cinder blocks. It's portable, and we redo it every year in a different spot, depending on the wind and all that. And we ate pan-fried tulipy the other day. Tulipy's delicious. Was, yeah. And it was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever done that? You know, so I've we've smoked them. Presented by Onyx. Broadcasting from the Prairie Sportsman Studios. This week's show is brought to you by Ottertail Lakes Country. Go to ottertaillakescountry.com. Show off your pride for the outdoors with new gear from the Sporting Journal Radio store. Go to sportingjournalradio.com, click on store, and browse our selection of hoodies, hats, mugs, and more at sportingjournalradio.com. All right, next, Ross Hagemeister is going to join us from Meister Guide Service here on the show to talk uh, a little bit about fishing and uh, also about another activity that's popular this year that we haven't talked about. We talked about snow goose hunting and turkey hunting and uh, late ice fishing and you know early open water fishing, but we haven't talked about tape tapping mat. Ta- tapping trees yet and getting that maple syrup out of it and ross thanks for coming on the show sounds like uh, you've been busy uh making that sweet stuff lately yeah we had it we just got done with our first big boil and it hasn't actually run very well this year the the, the maple tree tapping deal across everywhere it's it's a mystery and it's kind of you can get online and look at different areas and different people that tap from really big people to pretty small people like us and or outfits I should say and and it's almost like nobody really completely knows why it runs or doesn't run it's it's just so odd and and every year is so different whether it's frost layers and levels in the ground or uh, snow depth uh, overall uh, how quickly your spring warms up there's just a billion different variables just like fishing and hunting and so it's always a guess which makes it fun um but also like this year we just haven't had a really great run so we bought more taps this year we kind of saw it coming you could kind of feel it wasn't going to be great because we're so warm so early so we took a guess and got some more taps and long story short we just finished boiling about 330 gallons of sap in one time and that took about 53 hours to do that. <laughs> and wow. So it's so so the point is is that it's kind of a it gets pretty tiring. Um, you got to if you lose track of it and, and let it go too long, you'll scorch the whole thing. And then it's so the longer into it you are, the more um, invested you are. So you don't want to wreck everything. So then you kind of you don't really sleep much. Um, but it, it's cool. It's just like it's rewarding. It's just like going on a good hunt or something. It just if you really work hard and something comes out of it, then that's good. Yeah. And it's what it's all about. And you know, 330 gallons, what do you end up with, with the final product? We, we, we literally just got done canning it just before you called and we went up with eight gallons exactly of syrup, eight gallons. So that's a pretty good, that's a pretty good sugar uh, to sap ratio. It's about 35 uh, gallons of sap to one gallon of syrup. Um, so a lot of times it can be 40 to one. Uh, we actually had a year that we always talk about it was about 50 to one. I don't really know what happened that year, but mm. it just, it seemed like we boiled forever just to get a gallon of sap out of it. Um, most years were between 30 and 35 uh, gallons of sap to one gallon of syrup. You're in Ottertail County. Uh, obviously, yep. w- w- people listening to the show are all over the region. So their you know, temperatures vary a little bit, but what do you, what do you look for uh, you know, temperature wise, when you say, yep, it's time to go check these trees. 
really just when the snow starts melting, like the first warm days, you can tap and, it, and, and sap will come out as crazy. You can stand there in knee deep snow um, and, and get sap to come out, but it's really slow. It, it, it almost doesn't pay, but a lot of us are just kind of anxious to do it. It's kind of a break. It, it, it tells a lot of us folks that tap trees that spring is here. I think it's just, it's one of those, it's one of those things. It's like getting your fishing stuff out um, for opener and all that. So we're, it's exciting, but then you stand there for like two weeks, just waiting for a bag to get a couple gallons in it or, or, a, or a, a, whatever you're using a jug or a bucket. Um, and so it, there's not really a, for sure, uh, big signs that it's going to start running better is when you lose a lot of your snow and the snow, you can kind of walk through it a lot easier. That's, and it's only like ankle deep now after it melts down. Uh, when you get that that nice leafy area ring around a tree, it seems like it start it can start running pretty well then. But uh, the very best running for us in the spot that we have, um, we have almost no snow during our best run. So it's basically melted, gone. A lot of the frost is coming out uh, where the ground isn't too greasy anymore. It seems like that's when we get our best run, but we're also on a on a north facing hill with a lot of our maple trees, mm. so that hill doesn't get the direct sunlight. So, like flatlanders and folks off of slopes and in different areas, their their setup might be a. It's it. Most folks are about a week or two ahead of us because mm. just because of the You're on the, the north slope side. that yeah. yeah we're on the we're, we're on, the, on the north side. Mm. So yeah, when it's, you- uh, it's really crazy. Uh, well, and I was going to ask you about picking out trees. Uh, so obviously, if you had some on the south side, you'd probably look at those first. But is there anything, um, do you go back to the same trees or is there anything about a particular tree that you look for? Yeah, that's a really good question. We do. We definitely have trees. Like what we always have a couple trees that we're like, yeah, I remember that one from last year. It was really good. Um, every year we find a couple trees that just really give it strong. Uh, but there are, there are in a total set of trees, like we have about a hundred maple trees that we'll tap in this in a couple acre area, and and there's there's a couple that are every single year they're good trees, but there are also trees that are just you just don't put a tap in them they just don't give you anything it's really strange it's it, I don't really understand that part of it um, and then there's kind of like this year has been a little different it's like every tree gives you almost exactly the same at one time we don't have we don't really have a super tree this year hmm. every every tree is about the same yeah it's really it's really odd you can tap large trees oh i don't know what diameter is but we'll just say a tree about the diameter of a garbage can um which are pretty big old trees you can tap them two or three times the most taps we'll do into a single tree is two but if you tap on one side of the tree it might run really fast and then the other side is running half as fast huh. so that's goofy right <laughs> yeah weird yeah and is, yeah. is there a specific type of maple tree that you like more than others, or do you have a variety of them? I, you know, just basically the ones that are like, they're, they're not the ones that you see in town, like silver maple. We don't tap any silver maple. I think those are kind of, uh, uh, people bring them into cities and yards and stuff. You see a lot of that. They're the kind of the big, so basically they're, they're the wild for maple tree sugar maples is what you call them um but i, I feel kind of embarrassed that i'm not a better arborist right now <laughs> it's okay I, I i'm not know. i'm not either i just googled I, it and they're like yeah you can get them from all kinds of maple trees yeah, but sugar maple is the best can. one yeah it's we primarily it's sugar maple like a lot of the bark will even be stained dark um black because of sap running from trees from honeysuckers mm-hmm. and broken branches and stuff so you can and then 
But there's a couple, there's two different bark bark types on the maple trees that we tap. And I frankly, they, they must be two different breeds oh, or sure. brands of maples, and, sure. but they're not like, I have friends that live in cities in urban areas, like the twin cities, St. Paul, my, a good friend of mine lives in St. Paul in the middle of St. Paul. And he taps the big sugar maples right on the boulevard. Oh, that's really? What, that's, that's where he gets his sap from. And oh. it's, it's not the same uh, sap. It's not the same, I'd say quality of syrup. It's, it's a good sweet syrup, but it's not like what we're getting from Ottertail County trees. Now, are you, um, are you just on your own private land or can, a you know, do you go around a, is there public places you can yeah. go do this? No, it's interesting because, and that's a, that's a cool question because you're a hunter and an angler and all that and, and, and getting permission is always a thing. And, and so we do the same thing. We, we tap from three different property owners and we do not have a single maple tree on our property. We, mm. we have all oaks and basswood and cherry and ash we do not have a single maple tree in our yard. We just, we, you knock on doors. We got kind of lucky. We have a series art, like our eye doctor has maple trees. And so he lets us tap and, <laughs> and he, and he loves the maple syrup. He benefits greatly. So we, we give him maple syrup. So a lot of landowners are, are, are really glad to let you do it. Um, as long as you give them some, <laughs> sure. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's a really good trade. I mean, what the heck, right? Because it's a lot of work. Yeah, it is a lot of work. And there's some always some unique tools involved in the process. And one of the more unique items I've always seen in a, you know, in a sugar shack or when you're boiling it down or whatever is, is the actual uh, pot or whatever that you're boiling it down in. Do you have anything spent? What do you boil it down in? We, we do have a special pan. Um, you can order uh, sugar or sapping pan, boiling pans online. You can get them really big. You can kind of custom the, the one outfit that we've gotten our pans from. It's, it's custom. He has like 18 different sizes and you kind of pick one, but you can also ask him to do it like an inch taller or whatever. Um, he's a maple syrup guy, so he's pretty much got it dialed in. And we have a spout or a valve on ours. Um, we started out, when we started out, we had an older pan that actually my great grandparents boiled out of, um, is just kind of too old and flimsy and long. And so we just, we wanted to kind of tighten things up. So I think our pan I'm looking at right now, is like a 24 by 36. Hmm. Um, and then it's about, and then the walls are like eight or nine inches high. Um, and then there's a, there's a 90 degree angle on top so that you don't boil over. It kind of keeps it in the pan. So it's a pretty big space, but we're so small time, Brett. We're like, we're like nobody. When you go online and look like hobby class maple tree tappers, they have 250 taps. That's what they consider like hobbyists. <laughs> we have like 67, you know, we're not even like, yeah. And it's, um, and, and to still get, you know, how many gallons of syrup yeah. out of just, just by what we're doing, it's like, holy cow. And you can really, some folks get really invested. If you dig around a little bit more, if you just are interested, look at the internet and you'll see, the supplies and the different things that they offer, like evaporators and all these wild things. You can spend a ton of money making maple syrup. We yeah. do not. We we just have a simple fire set up. We make out of cinder blocks. It's portable, and we redo it every year in a different spot depending on the wind and all that. And we keep an open flame. A lot of sugar shacks have, like, a chimney that pipes out smoke, and, and it also helps vent through and add that sort of effect to making a good fire. We just have an open flame. So we take in a lot of smoke and ash in our syrup, which is, you're kind of wondering, well, why do you want ash in your syrup? It really adds a really nice, deep, earthy flavor hmm. to our sap. And we've, 
we've given our sap to a lot of people and, and we get like 10 thumbs up. It's really, it's a really nice, heavy, rich sap. And we do filter it out. Um, and, and it is because of the ash and all those things that get in there. Well, I don't make a lot of pancakes, but I'd imagine that eight gallons would last, you know, would last you quite a while. You want to know a true story, Brett? We literally consume, our house consumes 15 gallons of maple syrup a year. Wow. Um, since we started doing this, we would make, I think the first year, remember, we made like a gallon and a half and we thought that was so cool. And yeah, it was pancake time and, and waffles and whatever. And from there, it's evolved to we buy zero sugar at home. So absolutely everything that uh, my wife makes and bakes and cooks has uh, maple syrup, ah, does replace all sugars. Yeah. And I, I do drink, I'm not a huge coffee drinker. I drink like a cup a day, but it all, it, every coffee that I drink gets maple syrup in it. And really? you should try that. Ooh, Absolutely. That sounds yeah, good. If you like, yep. If you put sugar in your coffee, you should definitely put uh, maple syrup in it. You would be like, wow. Then you did. Yeah. It's, mm. it's, it is super good. So then we, so everything that, we make like I'm going to make duck tomorrow for lunch. It gets a maple syrup glaze oh, yeah. and I caramelize it with the duck breast. And it's just like it's, fu- it's holy funny that yeah. you said that, Ross, because I literally was just about to say that I will use uh, maple syrup is my secret ingredient sometimes in a in a waterfall marinade for a goose. I've done yes. it with sandhill cranes. I don't always tell people that it's in there. It's kind of a secret. And I guess the cat's out of the bag now. But Maple syrup is amazing for stuff like that. It is. Yeah. And it's part of our whole like outdoor life and resource and thing. And I'm blessed. I'm a fishing guide. So this is my off season. So it's just, it's another fun thing to do. Um, we and pro- since I'm not walking and then the segue into to the ice fishing part, I, yeah. I am off the ice now. I'm just, I have been doing some field testing and we were doing some tulipy fishing and, um, which is another interesting thing that maybe we could talk about next time, but um, I, we ate pan fried tulipy the other day. Tulipy's delicious. Was, yeah. And it was phenomenal. Hey, yeah. Ra- Have you ever done that? You know, so I've, we've smoked them. Uh, actually Rand and Olson and I were talked about that last week, uh, about tulipies mm-hmm. up there. Cause I didn't realize that you had them in Ottertail County. So we'd done tulip. We actually uh, filmed an episode of Prairie Sportsman on it a couple years ago where we netted some tulipies on one of the lakes that you can net for them. And I hadn't mm-hmm. done that before. And then I hadn't had smoked tulipy before. It's delicious. Ross. It is so good. Yeah, it is phenomenal. And I, we got some of our smoke cured just the other day and we, we, they got on a plate yesterday and we just mowed them down just like gone. They're I, just, they're so good. I bet some smoked tulipies, uh, and some maple syrup would go well together. Just saying. Oh man, you could put maple syrup on everything. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Like there's nothing that doesn't get maple syrup. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. No, we have tulipy all over the place around here. They're just, whether or not the lake has a wormy population or, or a uh, clean population, that's the other thing. Um, cause some lakes have been wormy. Um, they go yeah. kind of cycle through, but every lake, I mean, Otter Till's full of tulipy, um, small lakes, star lakes. I mean, it's, if it's, it's actually more odd for lakes not to have them. Really? I think. That, Interesting. Yep. You know, I think they get thought of as a forage fish so much more than a, a, a forage fish for humans. And uh, I think that's starting to change a little bit. I think the perception, you know, even on like uh, eel pout, 
and whitefish mm-hmm. and tulipies. The perception is starting to change on those fish a little bit. And, mm-hmm. you know, so many things yep. in the wild, you can make it taste good if you know what you're doing and you take a little bit of time and you get across, you get away from that mental aspect of it, of something being a rough fish or an undesirable uh, uh, meat for the table. But so many of them are actually pretty good if you just take the time and, and do it right. But uh, all right, Ross, I'll let you get back to yep. the to the maple syrup. Thanks for all that information. That's really cool. And uh, people yep. want to do some guiding with you or come out and uh, go on one of your guided trips. Where can they find out more information about Meister Guide Service? Uh, easy, easy is MeisterGuideService.com. MeisterGuideService.com. And of course, learn more about Ottertail County at OttertailLakesCountry.com. Ross Hagemeister, thanks for the time today on the show. Thanks, Brett. Great to be This has been the Finding Fins Fishing Podcast, part of the Sporting Journal Radio family. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts or go to FindingFins.com and make sure to like our sponsors. Did you know there are more than 1,000 lakes in Ottertail County? Yep, and I'm going to fish as many as I can. I'm an outdoorsy otter. Nothing beats a full day of fishing for me. The lakes of Ottertail County give me plenty of options to lower my boat and snag the perfect catch. Not an outdoorsy otter? No problem. Ottertail County has something for everyone. You just need to find your inner otter. To find your inner otter, go to ottertaillakescountry.com.